0: We're going to have a good time, y'all. We're going to talk about love and life and loss. We're going to break down that thing called hurt and pain. And of course, we're going to shed some light on me. But I'm listening up. There is a thing that's called... (sighs) Educated. That's where you're entertained and educated at the exact same time. Kind of like what I call being inspired and motivated, and of course I call that motivation. Uh, lean in, listen up. Now. OMG, OMG, OMG. Welcome to OMG, the Omar Gale radio show. I'm your host, actress, author, evangelist, and content creator. And you know what I love to do? I love to help people see things differently. I enjoy when perspectives are widened, and I love serving motivation. It's the perfect blend of motivation and inspiration. And I'm super excited about our radio show today because I have an opportunity to interview a longtime friend, a good sister friend of mine, who belongs to the same sorority I'm in. As a matter of fact. She was my mom, my sorority mom, not old enough to be my real mom. She was my sorority mom and everything. We share the same pledge number, great eight for those eights out there. And, um, and this particular guest of mine has such a personable story that I believe and know will inspire you and encourage you to trust God through the process of whatever it is that you're dealing with. So would you be so kind and help me welcome my dear friend and sorority sister, Nancy Knight Brown to the conversation. Welcome, Nancy. Welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for that warm welcome. I oh, appreciate you,
0: it. you are more than welcome. I am so encouraged by your story. And I want everyone else to hear what took place. So let me start with this question that I generally pose to people that are a guest on my show. So the first question that I ask people is, can you recall a time in your life, a challenging moment in your life, where um, you had to truly trust God. It was a nobody but God moment. If you can, just give a little snippet of that. And then we're going to back up and start at the beginning and roll our way through.
1: The, the most memorable moment that that I can think of was part of what we're going to discuss today. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll just encapsulate this one very moment. And this is At the moment of impact, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I felt blood drain from my body Mm -hmm. and I felt my consciousness leave me. And so at that moment, if you're just talking about one specific moment, Mm -hmm. I I felt completely connected to God.
0: My Lord, that that totally, totally (laughs) makes sense. And Mm -hmm. so for those that are tuning in, our message today is, I'm still here and full of hope. Mm -hmm. I'm still here and full (laughs) of hope. So I want to go ahead and get this conversation started by asking my friend if she would begin to share with you guys what she lived through. And I believe that her telling of the story, and I'll ask questions along the way so that we can get to some of the backstory in the midst of, but let's first start off with the diagnosis. Okay. So tell our listening audience what the diagnosis was and then tell them what actually transpired after that.
1: Okay. So in February of 2015, um, I, well, I guess this was in January of 2015 and I went for my routine mammogram at beginning of the year. You know, everybody's going to their doctor's visits. Your uh, health insurance has replenished and uh, and everybody goes in January. So, And that's typically when I would go for my um, routine women's, well, women's visit. And um, I had my routine mammogram. And um, once it was over, um, they called me a little while ago or a little while after and said, um, we see something, we see something on this mammogram, on our image, and we'd like for you to come in And speak to the radiologist. So that was then in February, the radiologist called and my husband went with me and we were in the office and he said, uh, we see what we think is um, calcium deposits all throughout the breast tissue. So um, we need to do a um, biopsy to determine whether or not, you know, these are cancer, cancer cells or not. Weeks later, I did the biopsy, one of the most painful um, processes or procedures you could ever go through because they are literally sticking the longest needle that they could find, I think, uh, into your tissue and extracting in several places where they believe the cancer is, um, you know, pieces of pieces of cells. Um, So fast forward to the actual diagnosis and we came back to that same radiologist and he said the you know the cells that we extracted were in fact um cancerous so then i i asked a silly question at the moment but i was just like i have cancer i have breast cancer and he's like you know yes and um and so he said but um you know there are stages and there are you know we you do, we don't know what the treatment process will be and you're going to have options so i'm going to just connect you to a oncologist, and you'll go from there. So then I met with the oncologist and they, you know, said, um, this is, you know, stage zero, which was, you know, a blessing right off the top, you know, so um, stage zero, um, non-metastatic, well, I don't think they knew at the time whether it was metastatic or not, but stage zero um, breast cancer. So we caught it really early. So that was, that was good. But at the moment, whether they caught it early or not, you know, it felt to me still really scary. You know, just if, if you've ever had, I mean, cancer kills people. So you get to think about your mortality and oh my gosh, I have two young daughters. That was the first thing I thought of. I have two daughters that I need to be, I need, I need to be here for. So, um, You know, many other things happened after that.
0: Let me let me ask this, because you just hit on something. You know, you said you asked a silly question, but it was Mm -hmm. it was the reality and the gravity of what you heard the doctor say. Because, you know, in your mind, you've done this a thousand times or not a thousand, but you've done it dozens of times and dozens of times. It's fine. Um, And yeah, there was this extra step called a biopsy. Which I have mm-hmm. heard is painful because the the needle isn't a pointed needle. It's more of a mm-hmm. flat kind of a That's situation. Right.
1: It's a funneled needle. I mean, it's very like it because they got to grab the cells. Yeah.
0: Yes. And so I've heard talk about um, that being an extremely painful reality. Uh, mm-hmm. But in addition to that, you're hearing the doctor talk. And I've heard it's kind of like the Charlie Brown show. And so then you're coming to yourself as they're talking and you're processing as you're hearing, as you're responding Mm -hmm. to the reality that wait, I I don't have time for cancer. I got two kids. I got a life. I got a husband. I got I Mm -hmm. got I got stuff to do.
1: Right. Right.
0: So I can only imagine the range of emotions. But while you were in the doctor's office and you heard them and you're processing this what was your your next thought after you asked after they confirmed was it silence was it tears was it
1: well yeah and 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 um you know i don't know i don't know why i felt such shame behind the way i actually felt but i did feel shame behind my reaction hmm. one because you know, I'm a child of God, I, I know, I have such strong faith, and I, and I know better, right? I also know that, you know, realistically, you know, if, if I had, you know, if I had been thinking clearly, I, cancer is treatable, you know, um, you know, early stage breast cancer is treatable. And of course, I came to that realization later. But the my, my overwhelming emotion was fear and sadness, and yes, there were tears because I, I, it, it was it was I don't know I, I felt like I have done all the right things. I don't, I'm not a smoker. I'm not a heavy drinker. I'm not a drug user. Um, you know, just I, I, you know, I, I try to, to, to take care of myself. These things, and right. that's when the shame came in because it was it was after I thought about it. I was just like. Do not fall into that why me. Why yes. is it happening to me thing? It yeah. came later. That came later because I did wallow in it for a minute.
0: But but um, but Nancy, you've said something that is just mm-hmm. real. I mean, we I trust God. Mm-hmm. I know he's Abba father. I mm-hmm. know that he will work it out for my good. Mm-hmm. I have faith he can heal anything. Mm-hmm. I believe that one touch from him is all it takes for yep. it all to go away. And yet he wrapped us in flesh yes and he wrapped us in flesh and we process because we are in flesh and it doesn't mean to see and this is the difference shame mm-hmm. and you know I'm reading a book I'm a part of a book club and we're reading a book called daring greatly and mm-hmm. and, and it's Brene uh, Brown and I'm sure you've oh, heard her Talk. Heard of but
1: mm-hmm.
0: one of the things that this the, well the big overarching thing is about shame and uh guilt, basically Mm -hmm. shame and guilt and the reality of that and why we feel embarrassed or why we feel shame or why we feel guilty. And the reality is shame silences us. Shame silences us, but it doesn't mean that we don't experience it. And we're not supposed to squelch it or put it underneath the rug we need to experience that so that we can then get to the place that you ended up getting to, but you can't rush shame. You can't yeah. rush shame. It's gotta have its course. And mm-hmm. and the reality was you had the processing of the feelings. Mm-hmm. You had to process it.
1: Yeah, I had to get through it. There to was no language yeah. No,
0: you couldn't you couldn't jump to the end of the story. You right. had to go through the process. It's like baking mm-hmm. a cake. You can't put the ingredients in the bowl right away and go press all right. the cake is yeah. done. No, there's a process and there's a heating and a temperature situation that causes it to rise up to where Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be. And that's what God, that's when God reveals himself so that you then have the story. Because had you not felt what you felt, Mm -hmm. had you just been valiant from the beginning, that would have been Mm -hmm. an awesome testimony. But that person, that Mm -hmm. person that's listening to this conversation between you and I right now. That person who just heard the diagnosis for the very first time. And they are feeling the gravity and the weight of it. Mm-hmm. They would think something was wrong with them if they're a child of God, and That's they right. didn't for a moment, or an hour, or a week, or yeah. a month allow yeah. that disappointment or the grief of what you thought you had done right
1: mm-hmm. to sit mm-hmm. on them. Yep. yep.
0: So, yeah. So, so go ahead and 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 um, share with our listeners. You know, turn the page, peel back mm-hmm. the Band-Aid, And allow us to to actually view your scars, you know, what what your internal and spiritual and emotional scars were like. And then take us forward to, you know, when you actually went through the surgery.
1: Right. Um, So I mentioned to you and I know the listeners don't know that, but there is an additional layer to this story. So there's Mm -hmm. an additional there's an additional. You know, whoa. Um, yeah, to I'm whole, gonna
0: get to that. I'll yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up story. and we'll, we'll unpeel that one too.
1: Okay. So, um, yeah. So, so I I met with um, two doctors, a a um, breast cancer surgeon and a reconstructive surgeon as well, and um, uh, they told me what my options are. You know, you could, you know. I didn't, you know, and what's, what's weird. And I'd like to share this too, because not everybody's cancer presents itself the same way. So mine was a, a whole litany, a whole slew of calcium deposits, you know, cancerous Mm. calcium deposits, like little spots all over my breast. I never got a lump. I wouldn't have ever found this cancer.
0: Wait, 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 hold it. So yeah. this, when you went to get your mammogram, this wasn't mm-hmm. based on a lump. This wasn't nope. based on an irregular, it wasn't based on a the feeling of it nope. or them seeing a lump. They saw calcium mm-hmm. deposits and, yep. and men were wise enough to say, wait a minute.
1: That's right. That's not right. And they said they had seen similar calcium deposits when there's been trauma to the breast, like if you fell down or bumped into something. And mm. So they, they they were initially, um, you know, not convinced that it was cancerous you know so ladies ladies and men
0: are you yeah. listening listen yes. careful so we mm-hmm. are to do self-examinations and we yeah. are to be vigilant to make sure if there's any changes if you see any additional moles and marks mm-hmm. or pimples, or bumps, Pain or anything oh, like that or had blood coming from your nipple all of those things you look for definitely right. keep an eye out keep your antennas and your radar open for them and yet
1: but it does not replace the mammograms
0: it doesn't right. replace a mammogram.
1: That's right. Every
0: year, so, go and get the mammogram. So go, go ahead, and Nancy. Go yes. ahead. Yes.
1: So, so that was that was my challenge. So, um, because my calcium deposits were, were were definitely cancerous and they were spread all over, um, I thought, you know, and I asked them um, because this is stage zero. Do we have to do something right now? I mean, is this is this something that will can it be treated through radiation and it'll go away? The mm-hmm. doctor said. One hundred percent. If we don't do anything now, it will turn. It will evolve into a, to full blown cancer. We don't know if we don't know if lumps will come of it. We don't know if it'll just you know spread more readily with the calcium all over you know your breast. But th- there's a one hundred percent chance that this is going to turn. It, it's cancer. It's going to grow. That's what cancers do. Oh my And God. Um, so he he said radiation won't do it. However. If you remove the tissue, you won't have to do radiation because mm. you're just taking it out. Thank so you. I had the option of doing a um, a single mastectomy or bilateral, and my choice was if it if it developed in one breast, it may develop in the other, um, and if if I don't have a we don't we don't have a a noticeable lump that we can do a lumpectomy with, although I probably would have. Opted for the mastectomy, the full mastectomy. Anyway, yeah. I did bilateral. I did a bilateral. I said, you know what? Let's pull all the tissue out yeah. on both sides. Yeah, that way I can. I think you I can, can
0: sleep rest and rest at night.
1: Rest easier, knowing all that tissue is gone. Now there's there's no guarantee it won't come back other places right. or right. You know, and I was, you know, there were there've been so many blessings um, that came of this. Afterwards, you know, to find out that, you know, there, there, um, you know, after the bilateral mastectomy, there wasn't any in my, there wasn't any cancer in my lymph nodes.
0: Mm, It had not
1: metastasized, uh, to any of my cells. It wasn't in my blood, Mm. bones, or anything like that. So caught at stage zero. And that's coming from, you know, just making sure you go through your annual exams because it wouldn't have been found otherwise. If I didn't go every year, you know, but, you know, when you get to that certain age and some people have to go earlier, yeah. but, you know, from 40, basically I started when I was 40 and I, I was diagnosed at age 50. So for 10 years I was oh going with, with, without any incident. And um, so anyway, so um, I did opt for bilateral mastectomy and I had options whether I could do implants or I can take my own tissue from other parts of my body mm-hmm. and they can, they can place them inside of your breast. And that's what I opted for. I forgot the name of the procedure. So you
0: opted for the transplanting of tissues to yes. the breast area in order to, to reconstruct instead of allowing a foreign yes. item or object to be inserted in your body. That's okay. Right. Instead of
1: implants, so, I had I heard that implants leak and yeah. they're miss, misshapen. Um, you know, so that's what I did.
0: Okay. So I'm going to do this. We're going to go and talk about this that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna continue talking about this, and then we're gonna turn the page to that other chapter. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna pause for a second. We're gonna take a break. I want to remind you guys that you're listening to OMG, the Omar Gale Radio Show, and of course, I'm your host, and my special guest today is none other than Nancy Knight. You also are aware that this is under the umbrella of UpToMeRadio.com, where we reach currently over a million point eight listeners. And so thank you. If you are a new listeners, listener, thank you for rolling with your girl. And if you are a longtime listener, I appreciate your support and sharing of the show. Also want to remind you that our show is available via podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, as well as Google Play and the Stitcher app. So be sure to check us out on all of those platforms. We'll be right back right after this very short announcement.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. welcome
0: back. Welcome back to OMG, the Omar Gale radio show. And of course, I'm your host, Amara Gale, actress, author, evangelist, and content creator. And my special guest today is none other than Nancy Knight Brown. And when we left off, she was about to tell us the process after the reconstruction and some of the, the things... Or occurred in her life. And so where we left off, Nancy was about to share with us the next phase of this journey. So be, be sure to listen in closely and take notes, because of course, we want you to grow from this. And we want you to be prepared in the event this ever happens to you or someone you love. So Nancy, go ahead and share with our listeners what took place after that.
1: Okay, so um, uh, once we decided that my choice of surgery was a bilateral mastectomy. And it was a procedure where they take tissue from your um, abdomen and move that to the breast area. They took that tissue and there's, there's a process of, you know, reattaching the, um, the nerve muscles and everything. So it was, it's quite a process. It was a, um, an all day surgery, basically 12 to 15 hours that I was going to be in surgery. And, um, the, the surgery went fine. It was, um, May 7th of 2015. Um, again, we'll never forget those days, that date. Um, and um, I came out of surgery. The, the doctor said that it went, went really well. But when I woke up, I was bandaged from, you know, basically from my neck to my, um, you know, lower abdomen. Um, and it, it just felt tight. I, did, I didn't feel anything because it was it was numb and I had local anesthesia and all that. <clears throat> um so so after a few days, um, they they went ahead and sent me home to heal. I had drain bags or drain pouches that kind of drain the fluids uh, from your body that I had to keep. Yeah, you know, I had to keep up with it's it's a long process, and I won't bore you with that. But i uh, just just know that um, I was sufficiently bandaged and um, stitched up, you know, from the breast area and the abdomen area. So. They were. Um, the plan was to, you know, come back in a few weeks and check out, you know, the progress and the healing, and uh, and then make the next determination of what my next, you know, treatment would be. Two weeks after my surgery, on May twenty first, I rode with in the car, you know, just, I had been in the house for a couple of weeks and I wanted to just take a ride with my sister to take my daughter to school that morning. I just got up, we had some coffee. We were actually, we were going to go get some coffee. Um, and, um, and I was just going to ride and then come on back on our way to uh, my daughter's high school. I was involved in a, in a horrible car accident. So someone, you know, as we returned, someone ran the light and ran into us. A big truck <laughs> ran into our car. And uh, on my side, thank God, because I'm so glad that the impact didn't happen where my daughter was. Um, so, yeah, you know, if, if you're a mom, you know what I mean. I would much rather bear the brunt of of a, you know, a collision than than I want her to. Um but the 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 bad part about the accident was that not not so much the impact the impact yes it deployed the airbag cuz it was so vicious he was going really fast and um and hit the side of the car where i was the airbag deployed and the seatbelt cinched so remember when oh I my said, gosh,
0: the seatbelt that is across your body. Across my
1: body and across my abdomen.
0: Oh, that's right. Where all the sir, the the oh my goodness, because you yeah. were bandaged. Okay, so you were technically bandaged. bandaged from chest to what little it's bit
1: below, to, uh, below the abdomen, like you know, almost to my hip. Yeah, it I was thought. it was it was bandaging because it was a, okay. a it was a, a scar from one end of my abdomen to the other. Mm. It was it was a long incision. And this when the seat felt cinched, that would normally protect the person and keep them in the vehicle and not eject it. And it would have been it would have been a you know horrible accident without that complication.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But the fact because I because when at impact my knee was broken, my sister's um both of her ankles were broken, and my daughter, praise God, un Nothing. unscathed. Jesus. nothing
0: and how old in, was she, was right behind me.
1: she was she was 17 at the time
0: so yeah so so there were broken bones yeah And in, in, in you and and she was unharmed
1: unharmed basically i mean she she said later that she had some stiffness in her shoulder yeah but of course the drying trapped. and she the jolting
0: of the car would cause some right. of mm-hmm. that right. but no physical bones no glass no none of that pain. nothing jesus
1: Praise oh God. God. I know. I'm just, I mean, I have, you know, I, after, you know, I told you I had that little pity party and every, ever since I got over that, every moment, including the accident has been a praise report. Mm. Honest to goodness. That, 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 that praise report. And so, okay. So at the moment, yes, didn't, it? you know, um, seatbelt sent, ripped my stitches, clean open. Mm blood drained from my body. And I felt myself losing consciousness. And that was that moment when I said, God help me.
0: Beginning of the conversation when you said, God help me. You said you felt the blood draining from your body. You felt yourself losing consciousness, which how many people can say that?
1: I felt myself going. I, I just,
0: because, right, of course, right, I mean, right. the impact of a crash is one thing, but the impact mm-hmm. of a crash while you're healing two weeks mm-hmm. into a yeah. healing process, major surgery. And then yeah. the pressure of the, the seatbelt in terms of when it locks on a person, all mm-hmm. of those together is like a perfect
1: storm. It's a perfect storm exactly because it, it literally it literally just ripped everything apart everything that the doctors did and they were they had you know they had you know looked at the work afterwards and thought yeah, yeah you know, you're healing you know pretty good and it was just a week after because I think I went to one visit after that and mm-hmm. it was healing really good and it, it looked good to me you know from what yeah. I could see. All of it ripped of open just just completely ripped open. So yes I lost consciousness there. And obviously the car was, you know, a mess and mm-hmm. filled with my, you know, blood and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I passed out. My daughter, I could hear her as I'm losing consciousness, yeah. jump out of the car and scream. Oh, my God. My mom just had surgery. We need some help. She, I don't know who she was talking to.
0: Oh, my um, gosh. But she I've had heard... the wisdom and the wherewithal to, ha- because, of course, was, your sister yeah, was,
1: driving.
0: was driving and mm-hmm. she hurt. And she your daughter doesn't know who's hurt and how it? How bad anybody, but she right. knows you just had surgery and she's mm-hmm. watching yeah. you go unconscious.
1: Right. Well, she, she said, you know, that she watched me, you know, eyes roll behind. My, it was just, a, you know, horrible for her to watch. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: And, and, um, and they called the ambulance. Apparently we were just a block from the EMS station from a fire department and uh-huh. they were there pretty quickly. And I think had they not, I, I don't know that I would have made it, you know, you know, it's hard to, hard to predict, but, um right. you know, just trying but to stop. But they were the a block muscles.
0: away. So, so were, that the way were. that the Lord would have it, your Absolutely. daughter is unhurt. Because if she was hurt, then the people could have come to the car and not real, not knowing you had surgery, start That's opening right. up seatbelts and not knowing that all mm-hmm. of that trauma would cause additional problems. And exactly. then for her to go out yelling, hey, help, my mom um, just had surgery. And then the fire mm-hmm. department. Is a block away.
1: A block away, literally a block away. You could yeah. It was it was. was,
0: Won't he do it? Every every
1: step after this is a praise report because it it was just it was just, you know, phenomenal the way things worked out. And it's and it's and it's the reason why. Okay, so I don't I don't have any recollection of anything other than and and they've since told me what happened, but Mm -hmm. apparently I was taken to the hospital and I woke up in in um in the emergency room um because they had given me a blood transfusion. Um so I woke up by the time they replenished the blood that I had lost and apparently had lost vital signs, but they got the blood back in me and um and I woke up freezing cold. I'm just freezing cold and I felt super wet. Just there was just wa- I thought it was just water everywhere obviously right. they were, you know. And I kept telling the doctor they I I'm cold and they kept bringing me blankets and the doctor yeah. Came in to take a look at me and I said, I'm freezing cold. He said, Well, you lost a lot of blood. You just yeah. said, I remember he explained to me, Well, you've lost a great deal of blood. Um, and I said, But I'm cold. Why am I so cold? And I was just literally duck teeth chattering. My husband came into the room and saw yeah. that I was awake, and they wouldn't let my daughters back there, but my best friend that worked at the hospital at the time, she came in to talk to me and was mm-hmm. holding my hand. And they were like, We have to take you in emergency surgery. And your the surgeon the reconstructive surgeon is is on his way. And he got there super fast. Obviously he told me later, you know, just when he heard about it, he was like, Oh my goodness. You know? Because so, he knew
0: he had just worked on you and the yeah. time that went into working on you, the preparation for mm-hmm. it all. And, and he, then he, to hear that that took place.
1: Yeah. He also knew how much, how little time he had to get there and fix it. Wow. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was, um, like I said, two weeks from the surgery day, but the next day, okay. So there's more praise reports after this. So the next day, I
0: love it. I um, love it.
1: Yeah. So uh, the next day after, yeah, definitely. No praise report. Keep track of them because there's a ton Mm -hmm. ton of them. So the next day, um, I'm, uh, in my, I I think it was the next day. It may have been the same day. I know it had to be the next day because I couldn't have been sitting up that quickly, but yeah, next day, I'm um, sitting up in my bed and I'm talking to everybody and um, they were trying to determine and the nurse was trying to determine whether or not I needed, she took, you know, a blood sample trying to determine where my hemoglobin levels were, whether or not I needed another transfusion. And, uh, and she had determined that I did. And then, you know, um, the doctor came in after they had decided they're going to do another transfusion and he start, he was just, he peeked in and he stared around and looked at me, you know, like, hi, like you're, you're up. And I said, yeah, I feel, I feel fine. You know? And of course my family was there and he just started his, he was just like, his face was sheet white. And this wasn't the doctor that did the reconstruction. This is the doctor that was talking to me. Um, he was the hospital doctor and he was saying that you lost a lot of blood. And he, he just said, um, and I said, "What's wrong?" You know, because I asked him because he had such an odd look on his face, and I asked him what was wrong because I'm thinking he had some. He said, it, "I guess it just wasn't your time to go," as if to tell me you should have died. Hard. Yeah.
0: You should have died with all the trauma that happened to your body, and with all the loss of blood and injury to an injury, mm-hmm. injury to an injury, and a car accident, and the loss of blood, and passing out. Mm-hmm. He. He was he
1: looking said, at he said, a I guess I just and I think he was not only surprised that I had made it but I'm up talking. I, I,
0: Jesus.
1: Yeah, so that was that's another phrase and and yeah, I get goosebumps now just thinking about the look on his face when yeah. he came into the room and I and I'll never forget it and I just said, "What's wrong?" because I'm I'm concerned for him and or what he's got to say.
0: Yeah. And he said, I guess, literally just like I'm watching a miracle
1: because he said, it was
0: it wasn't oh, your yeah. time.
1: I said, "I guess not." You know, I'm thinking, "What does that mean?" You know, wow. I am. We found out later, and I read all the medical reports. the The EMS people, mm-hmm. the car the people that impounded my car, and the police station, the police that came to the scene, mm-hmm. all thought that but you. Had my husband had that, they, uh, that, the iPad, they they thought that that was a fatality. Yeah, my husband went back to get my car, and he yeah. talked to the the guy that um got the car. Yeah, that the car after they whisked me off. Yeah. and he they told him the police and and the paramedics, not the paramedics, the police told him that, that they were pretty idiotic. sure it was a fatality. And yeah, mm. and my sister was telling my husband when he was rushing on the way, cause she was able to get in touch with him. He said, she said, hurry up! I don't know if she has that much time. She he said, "Hurry up! She said, Hurry up! I don't think she's got that much time." So, by oh all,
0: account-
1: by all accounts, by everybody, everybody but God thought God, that it was God. My-
0: God was like, "I know the beginning and I know the end, and this is not the end. You gonna end. not only live, but you are gonna live to testify about it." Which is why I'm so honored that me you would trust too. me with your story. Yeah. To be able to share it with all those that are listening because God uses us. And, and, and a good friend of mine, Trudy, said, as long as there's a pulse, there is mm-hmm. a purpose. Yeah. And so yeah. today we got an opportunity to see no matter what kind of hell you go through no matter what kind of storms may rage. And this was a double knockout kind of storm. It was Uh like getting hit with an earthquake and then a tsunami coming right afterwards. These were small things. This was major. But Mm -hmm. God, but God, God. who is-
1: It was was the time when I I truly knew the meaning of God won't give you anything you can't handle.
0: Mm -hmm. You you
1: know, and I was just like, ooh.
0: Jesus, Jesus. Thank yes. you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
1: Thank you, Jesus.
0: Well, Nancy, I, you know, I told you when, when you shared this portions of this story with me, I mm-hmm. told you I knew that it would be exactly what we needed during this holiday time. Because there are a lot of people right now under the sound of our voice who mm-hmm. are dealing with feeling alone, that are dealing mm-hmm. with um, uh, sickness in the body. Um yeah. Disease in the body. We've got an invisible um, killer, silent killer yeah. in mm-hmm. the air. You know, and and so there's a lot of people that really need to know what hope sounds like, feels mm-hmm. like, and looks like. And yes. you are a walking billboard, baby. You are a walking billboard of what God can do. And mm-hmm. when we are surrendered, when we are surrendered to to say, okay, Lord. I'm going to mm-hmm. recognize all these all these mm-hmm. praise reports in the midst of because you could have still been in, you know, why did I have to do this? And why did I have to go through this? And why did I? But none of that you were at. No,
1: me, Thank no. You. Yeah. They, 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 like I said, I never had a pity party behind the mm. accident because it was just too much to be thankful for. Yes. It's just that you can't ignore. My yes. daughter was walking. I mean, just, you know, my my sister could have been killed. I could have been killed. It could have been. So much worse. worse. So mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. yeah, there was no room. There was no room for any why me's or people. Uh, I was just thank you. Jesus.
0: It was look devil. I'm gonna give you a black eye on this one because right? I'm I'm going in the high praise. What you meant for bad, God turned around for good. And I'm so Amen. grateful that you were transparent and open to share mm-hmm. that reality and that truth with our listeners. Um, Again, everyone, this is my dearest friend, uh, Nancy, Nancy Knight Brown. And so, Nancy, I want to I want to pivot just a little bit, um, (laughs) because in addition to, of course, the reconstructive surgery and the cancer diagnosis and then um, the car crash and and the transfusion and the doctor turning ghost white behind, how are you even still here? Um, Your faith was not only strengthened, but you saw tests, you saw all of the tests that incurred. And so that kind of brings me up to this next uh, point that I wanted to share with our listeners. I know that for a living, you're in the insurance space, but you also um, found yourself giving birth to a new baby. And I call it a baby Mm -hmm. because any personal business is like a baby. Um, Mm -hmm. So why don't you share with our listeners a little bit? About what your current venture is, so that they can understand that no matter what age we're at or what time and space in life, when Daddy calls you to more, all you need to do is have a yes in your mouth and your spirit in all capital letters with sparkles around it, and Daddy God yeah. will make your dreams come true. So, why don't you share a little bit of that with our listeners?
1: Okay, we'll do. Um, I about about a year ago. Um, I got to thinking about, you know, um, my retirement and uh, what that would look like comfortably for me and thought about um, a plan B. You know, I do work full time in the insurance industry and it's and it's been good to me. But I I do want to retire, you know, within the next nine, 10 years. And I wanted to be able to save at a rapid at a more rapid pace. I want to uh, take some vacations while I'm still young and vibrant. Um, and I thought about doing uh, something other than part, you know, something part time other than uh, my normal job, till it's time for me to retire. So I was um, uh, presented with an opportunity uh, by a business partner to start my own um, online health, beauty, and wellness business. So I'm a consultant for Arbon International. Um, Arbon is an online health, beauty, and wellness company. Um, the products that this network marketing company uh, produces are uh, vegan, gluten-free, non-GMO, halal certified. Arbon International is a B-certified corporation. To to summarize what that means, uh, it means that your company puts people and the planet over profits. So um, I fell in love with the the business concept and I fell in love with the products. They are absolutely amazing. Um, I have done a complete uh, turnaround in how I... um, live more healthy. And, um, and, you know, that's, you know, internal, the, the, you know, the focus is mind, body, and spirit. So that when I say health, that means everything. So this is, you know, training that encourages us to, you know, live abundantly, to tap into the abundance paradigm, um, to value yourself, to, um to live healthy, to eat healthy, to put healthy things on your skin and in your body. So this company is, um, has been a, has just been a game changer for me.
0: You were saying um, this, this has been a game changer for you um, and it's given you purpose. Yes. Um, That's the key ingredient that I think a lot of people need to hear. Mm Mm-hmm. Walking in purpose and being in purpose is the sweet spot of life. Yes. So share with, if you can, in a, in, a, in a few minutes, if you could just share with the listeners, you know, kind of what that means to you. Because, you know, a lot of times you're told to find the big, bold why, you know. Right. And and in addition to the big, bold why, once you find out that you're in the groove called purpose,
1: mm-hmm. it's not
0: that things are seamless, but things seem a lot less complicated.
1: That's right. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that your journey is easy. It means that you you are, you know, focused on a journey that gives you that gives you, um, you know, it gives you purpose. I guess it you know it just it, it fills you with a sense of purpose. So yes. so being plugged into this business and building this business, you know, gives me pride in you know in in myself. And, um, you know, and, and I, like I said, I've, I've had a career, uh, we've done okay, but I've never had something that was mine. That was, that was working for me. Wow. And, and I feel like this is that opportunity to work for me. And yes, my why is, you know, multifaceted. I want my daughters to see a good example of a successful businesswoman. I want, um, I want to be able to, um, retire at a, at a healthy age and not work till I'm 70 and, and still, not making ends meet. I want. I want to leave my job with um, a healthy income where I can still travel and enjoy life. So that is my why, and this this to me, you know, has given me um, you know purpose. It, it, it's. I think I used to get off work and I just go through the motions of life, watch TV, unplugged yeah. it. I'm, I'm very active in my sorority and the chapter, and I did that because it, it, we are very active in the community and mm-hmm. community service. But it was always you
0: know you know something for someone
1: else
0: yeah yeah work and 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 you know this is a part of when you live to tell about it mm-hmm. you get to you get to be selective about the opportunities that may be presented to you because you more than most truly really at a cellular level mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. the value of the commodity called life Amen. And yes. time. Yes. And yes. when you understand that time is a currency that we sometimes waste and spend in the wrong moments on the wrong people in the wrong way, Amen. you get to a point of maturity, which you can tell that I am there. I don't waste yeah, time, right. I don't waste my money, I don't mm-hmm. waste my time. Because mm-hmm. time is a currency that I have an opportunity to spend every day. And yeah. I'm so grateful that you took time to spend mm-hmm. it with the listeners of OMG, where they're tuning in, leaning in and listening up. And I know they are being encouraged during these holidays. And so I want you to in the next couple of minutes, share with our listeners, how they may be able to support you, um, if there's a, a website that they can go to, or if there is a social media page that they can follow you, and I'll go ahead and I'll allow, um, I'll I'll put that on the screen so that they too can um, try to support you in that way.
1: Absolutely. So they can uh, support me by um, either connecting with me to um, to have a chat about whether or not this business is for them. I am um, looking for um, obviously. Um, team members that, that feel the same way that I do, you know, that are trying to get to the same place in life, you know, or similar. I mean, everybody's journey is different, but, you know, to have a solid why. Um, and then I'm also looking for those clients and customers that want to live healthier, feel better, look better. Um, you know, these, these are the kind of products that Arvin offers, and these are the kind of things that allows you to do. So um, you can find me on Instagram at nice Nancy KB dot well, nice Nancy KB at and then um, Facebook. It's just Nancy Knight Brown. And um, you can there's a link to my website. You can go to www.arbonne.com. That's A-R-B-O-N-N-E dot com. Um, But you can look me up as a consultant to, to find Um, And if any of you make a purchase on my website based on this, uh, based on seeing this uh, radio segment, um, I will personally deliver a free gift to you. We have um, facial sets. We have cosmetic bags. We have um, beautiful candles, shower gels. You will personally receive a gift as a thank you for um, for.
0: Supporting Um, you through this show. Supporting me
1: through this show. Okay, you guys. All you have to do do is say, I saw you on OMG.
0: (laughs) That is so dope. So you guys reach out to her. Her information is on the screen. Nice Nancy KB on IG and Nancy Knight Brown on Facebook. And once you reach out to her there, you can inbox her and find out the website that actually will link you directly to her. And don't forget, tell her you saw her on OMG or the Omar Radio Show and get your free stuff. How about that? Nancy, I thank you so much. You've been a true inspiration to all those that have ears to hear. May God truly bless you, your family and your hands and the fruit of your labor and may everything you touch prosper. God bless you so, 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 so much. You're more than welcome. (laughs) You're more than welcome. And now you guys, I thank you so much for tuning in, leaning in and listening up to OMG, where of course I'm your show host and every single week, we do OMG. We come on here and I share what's going on in the station. And you guys know you can also reach us via podcasts on Google play, Stitcher, iPad. I'm sorry, Apple music, as well as through iHeartRadio and Spotify. My show premieres every Thursday at six o'clock central, which is four o'clock Pacific Standard and seven o'clock Eastern. I really hope you tune in, lean in and listen up. And if you go to my show page at up to me radio.com you will also uh, be able to sign up for my weekly uh, newsletter so that you can also be notified of when my show is going on and you'll also get notifications when I have a new podcast available for you to check out so tune in lean in and listen up thank you for rolling with me and i know you all are the better because of my guest Nancy Knight Brown because i really am only god can do the things that he promises to do for those that believe and are called according to his purpose god bless you <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. oh g o m g o m g that's me oh oh, oh. oh g, O-M-G, O-M-G, omg, that's me wait to give you the answers to the question you've been wanting. Everyone likes to be heard and then listened to. So we want you to send your dial to OMG on Thursdays at 7 o'clock p.m. OMG. M-G.